Hi. Uh, Hi. So this is podcast. This is a Tell Us podcast. It is the Tell Us podcast. But it's not just a podcast. No, we're also doing a screencast. A screencast and a podcast. Or a vidcast. Yeah. Vid screen podcast. All of the above. Every kind of cast <laughs> you could possibly want. All right, we're casting. So why are we doing this? Well, we want to try a new technology. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, we want you to be able to see some of the stuff we talk about as well. And um, it's a bit of fun. So yeah. um, for those that don't know or haven't listened to before or seen us before, I'm Dan Axon. And I'm Tab Betts. And we're from... Technology Enhanced Learning. Yes. At the University of Sussex. We are. And uh, so what we want to do then is uh, go over a few things that we've been thinking about, talking about, as we usually do on Tell Us, uh, the podcast, uh, show you on the web what we're talking about so you can have a go for yourselves. Um, and then, yeah, talk about the tool we've used to do this because uh, it's new to us as well. We really like it, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a bonus as well because I think you know, you can, you can listen to it. You might be listening to it um, with your favourite podcasting app and then you might hear something you want to look at and then you can come and look at the video afterwards and kind of review it. Absolutely. So, so this will be available as a podcast and as a video. So without further ado, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about reading. Reading. And it is something we've talked about before. It is. Managing the flow of information, managing the, the tidal waves of reading that you want to do. It's pretty much the crucial skill in our current age with the kind of proliferation of information that we have Absolutely. to deal with. But today we're not really talking about um, tweets and Facebook messages and nope. blog posts, are we? We're talking nope. about books, magazines, long articles. Proper like reading. Heavy read. Proper reading, yes. Good old-fashioned books. <laughs> um, but, you know, as, and as I, I think I mentioned on the podcast where we talked about it before, I do struggle with which service to work. Uh, works for me. Yeah. So we have many different types of aggregators uh, of content. So uh, tools and websites which pull together our content for us, right? Yeah. And so we can just find it without having to go to all the different websites. You might be browsing and then you save something for later and mm. then you come back to it and you've got all of your articles right there. Yeah. So, but there's more than one aggregator tab. That's a problem. So who ag aggregates the aggregators? Exactly. Who watches the Watchmen? There's there's so many of them, and then you end up using some for some things and some for other things, mm. and then you forget about some of them and you don't read them, and then it's just really hard to keep track of it all. Yeah. So recently, um, I came across a, a tool that um, digests a book for you. Uh, the idea is it gives you um, the digest of a book in about fifteen minutes to read. So we'll, we'll show you that. Uh, plus some of the tools that I have used in the past, so you can see them. Um, and uh, we, we move on to sort of how you read from the web and how you sort of try and maximise uh, your time spent reading uh, and make the best use of it. So uh, without further ado, should we, um, should we show Let's the folks what we're looking at? Let's do it. All right, so... so we're going to take you into our Chrome browser. There we are. So this first one then, this is what I've been looking at this week. Uh, okay. And it's not a new app, but it's new to me. Right, now, new this, to me too. Yeah, so this is called Blinkist. Um, for those of you who can't see the screen, um, it sells itself as big ideas in small packages. Um, and it, what it does, it presents you a sort of, uh, it, it calls a pack of uh, blinks, uh, which you read in about 15 minutes, or, or you can listen to as well. And it's um, key points or digests from a non-fiction book. And I think this is really interesting because for those of you who are kind of into teaching and learning, 
Um, this actually taps into some findings in neuroscience about chunking and how we actually process information better when it's broken down into small chunks. So when you're teaching something, it's really important to break things down. And this is kind of what they're doing for us. Yeah, it's great. And so yesterday, I read a book uh, in 15 minutes about how we psychologically perceive time and what kind of time perceiver we are. Nice. That's uh, something I want to know about. Yeah, it was interesting. And, and today it's about what? Uh, it's about high performance habits. Yeah, so developing habits to help you with your performance in the workplace or in education. Yeah, so it's all non-fiction, isn't it? It is, yeah. And actually, I think I think it's a great way to imbibe non-fiction because they can get really heavy and yeah. quite technical. And actually, some are meant to be read beginning to end, others are more reference. And this is this is a really powerful service. Well, the other key thing about it is that you find with a lot of non-fiction books is that they have one really good key central idea but then they have to kind of bulk it into a full publishers book. need a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I recommend Blinkist. I recommend you giving it a try. It's free. Yeah. On the free plan, you get one book a day yep. uh, given to you. You don't get to choose the book. Um, but if you've got 15 minutes in your lunch break, it's, it's certainly worth doing. But it's quite nice because then it's sort of curated for you. You don't have to exactly. you know, go looking for um, stuff. If you want to pay for it. It's really expensive. It's quite expensive. <laughs> um, £14 a month. Now, I don't mean to belittle the value of this, uh, but it is £14 a month. It's quite a bit. Um, £5 a month if you pay yearly. Per year, yeah. So, I mean, it's cheaper than Netflix. It is. Arguably more valuable than Netflix. Yeah, but... It, it's, you know, it's still a good chunk of money, so it's worth considering. Yeah. But I recommend you go check it out. Get the app for free, try it, you know, yeah. one book a day. So we talked about how we manage the flow of information. All we've done so far is add. <laughs> so um, what I wanted to show you quickly, and I'm not going to go into detail on mm. these tabs, but these are some of the aggregators that I've used. Yeah, we kind of alluded to this next yeah. one, didn't we? And they just kind of end up sitting dormant for a while, and then I'll remember I have an account and go back to it. So one of which is something called Pocket. Uh, and a Pocket uh, simply stores your articles for reading later offline. You mean like a pocket? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you're in the queue at the Royal Mail, you know, delivery office and you want to read an article that you forgot about, um, you know, that's what it's for. So it's all for offline. Uh, you can get extensions for Chrome, you can get extensions for your, um, your mobile devices, and it's just safe to pocket and read it when you get time. So that's pretty good. Another similar one is Instapaper. Yeah. Does a very, very similar job. Yeah, which um, do you prefer? Got a preference? I used to use Instapaper quite a lot. Yeah. Then I started using Pocket for no particular reason. I, I, I just don't know which I prefer. Yeah, they're pretty much identical, aren't they? They're very similar. Um, yeah, personally, I like to get stuff emailed to my Kindle. So, mm. so I can... Send to Kindle. Yeah, send to Kindle, yeah. exactly. And you can get a little um, like browser extension, can't you? You can, yeah. It? And uh, same on a mobile device as well. Uh, and then, of course, your mobile devices themselves have... Um, have their own way of curating reading lists, don't yeah. they? So Safari, for example, as you can see on the page here, uh, for those that are watching, you can add to your reading list, yeah. reading later. Um, glorified bookmarks, really. Um, but this is all ways of managing that reading, so, uh, you know, to try and curate time. So I guess, you know, what, um, what we have here is a load of tools to help us manage reading and actually push it back to an allocated time. But how do we find time to read? What do we do? I don't know. What do you do, Tab? How do you curate? How do you um, cultivate time to read in your in your you know in your life? It's hard, isn't it? I think I think a lot of people do it kind of do reading 
just before bed or um, sometimes people read in their lunch break, that kind of thing. But um, one of the things that I like to do is actually um, have a fixed amount of time. So sometimes I, I do something like I'll set 20 minutes aside and I'll actually have a timer and I'll just read for those 20 minutes. Mm. Um, and doesn't matter where I've got to, I just stop and then pick it up. And I actually find I get through more than I think by doing that. Whereas if I just try and read in big chunks, I often won't read for ages and then get back yeah. into it. You? I experiment. So sometimes I try the mornings for a bit. Sometimes I'll try lunch times. Uh, sometimes I'll try the evening just before bed. Um, but I'm, I'm really bad at letting life get in the way. Yeah. And not protecting that chunk. I think, I think we all do that. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm not alone in that for sure. Um, and one of the things I have got is uh, an app which reminds me, it taps me on the wrist every lunchtime. It says read. And oh, it's it's nice. a habit building app. But all it is, it's just an annoying notification I can't be bothered to remove at the moment. Actually, <laughs> it doesn't force me to read. I just get rid of it and carry on that is the doing what I'm doing. You know, It's just added to the noise and it's not really helping. So there are tools to help, but there's still you've still just got to do it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, you have. And so, uh, so there's another thing we were going to talk about, yeah. which is um, Feedly. So Feedly is quite a nice way to kind of bring in all of your different news sources into a particular place. Mm -hmm. And it uses something called RSS feeds. Mm. What's an RSS feed, Dan? An RSS feed is, uh, well, old money, really. People don't really talk about RSS feeds anymore, do they? No, they, they don't. Um, so an RSS feed is simply uh, a live uh, link, as it were, uh, to a news source, a regularly updated news source. So, yeah. for example, um, you know, the Guardian website could have a blog which will have an RSS feed. So you could pull in the latest blog to your RSS reader or uh, aggregator of choice. Yeah, so all blogs, news sites, um, podcasts, mm. um, even like YouTube channels, mm -hmm. they have this kind of thing. And you can there's a this site Feedly where you can bring all of your favourite RSS feeds in there, and it will automatically update with all the news from all your favourite sites without, having, without you having to go to them separately. Yeah. So um, one of my favourite RSS readers was uh, Google. Um, Google Reader. Reader. Oh, don't even start me. That's the most tragic it was story great, of and all. It, they killed it, didn't they? Which, which is the worst thing Google have ever done. I can't really forget them. Flipboard allowed you to import your Google Reader RSS feeds. Yeah, I know, but it's Flipboard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to stop talking about this because we slightly digressed yeah. um, into sort of the bite-sized stuff. Um, but yeah, so that, that's I think what we want to know really. If you're listening to this and want to get in touch, what works for you? Yeah. How do you manage your reading? How do you manage your, uh, you know, your your, your fiction, your non-fiction, your um, papers, your magazines? Uh, what works for you? And um, we're really keen to hear because a we need answers. We want help. We want to know. Um, plus, you know, we work at university. Yeah. There's some huge reading lists that people we're, have to look we're at. We're in the business of reading. That's what <laughs> that's what it's all about. So, so. what works for you? Uh, someone's doing it right somewhere, I'm sure. Bill Gates, he's published his list left, right and centre about how he reads like a book a day or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, what works for you? But, um, yeah, we've got some, some other tools to talk about as well, haven't we? We have, yeah. So, um, there's a, an article in The Guardian today which is someone asking, are there any good portable MP3 players for blind and visually impaired people? Um and I thought this was really interesting because um, you often don't think about this, this sort of thing, but actually um, a lot of people who are visually impaired and a lot of our media comes 
through kind of the visual mode. Mm -hmm. And things like text-to-speech can really, you know, enable people to look at all the content that they would be using to look at with their eyes, but they're able to listen to it with their ears. Um, and, you know, MP3 players are a great way to do that, but there's also some really good apps that can help you do it as well. So there's an app that I use a lot for text-to-speech. Um, it's the next one along, yeah. Balabolka. So um, this looks like a website that was from you know 1980s. It totally it? does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about it. It's like uh, traveling back in time. But it's a free. I feel like I should be browsing on AOL right now. Uh, yes, you have to. Um, it's mandatory. <laughs> um, and and it's yeah. So it's a free open source bit of software. It's portable, so you can put it on a USB stick and use it um, okay. on any computer without installing it. So what does that allow you to do? You can copy and paste any text or bring in any Word document or anything and it will read it out aloud to you um, and you can also convert it into an MP3 file or another audio file. Yeah, okay. So you can put, then put that on your MP3 player or your phone and listen That's to really it. That's really good. Um, which is great. And, and, I, and I think even if you don't have any visual impairment, then it, it's, it's actually a really useful tool because um, not only does it mean that you don't have to be looking at a screen all the time or looking, um, you know, looking at what you're doing, because for example, I could be cooking yeah. and still listening to the book uh, that I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, it's um, it's also really good because you can, um, you know, you actually have the chance to notice things that you wouldn't notice if you were reading with your eyes. Can we skim over things? Yeah, okay. So good for proofreading, for example. Ah, that's good. How's the, how's the voice in it? What's the voice like? Well, you can import different voices. So any any kind of voice that you can download, you can import into it. But it, the voices that it comes with are okay. Like they're okay, kind yeah. of your standard. Can I import Liam Neeson? Yeah, from Waze. I was so happy when Liam Neeson popped up on my Waze the other day, and he went, "Hazard ahead, activate stealth mode." <laughs> Just made me so happy. And that's your navigation app, Waze. Right? Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Cool. Anyway, sorry. Right. Uh, moving on. So there's one more thing we so, want to show you, right? Yeah. Um, well, two in fact. One is uh, this thing for speed read. It's for speed reading. For speed <laughs> reading. And it's called Spreed. Um, and see what they did. Yeah, clever, right? Um, so basically, it's uh, it's an extension that you can get for the Google Chrome browser, mm -hmm. and what it does is. It displays a text. You copy and paste the text into it. So you could take a Wikipedia article, for example. Mm -hmm. You copy the text, and then you you can just right click and it, you click Spread. And what it does is it will read the text to you, one word at a time, displayed mm -hmm. in the middle of the screen. And you can choose the speed, and it allows you to actually speed read. The idea is that it allows you to speed read the article much quicker than you could do if you were reading yeah. it normally. And it presents you uh, a word at a time, doesn't it? Um, but it's based on where the centre of the word is, so that you, That's right. where you, how you're able to perceive the whole word, but by looking at what it perceives to be the, the central letter to that word. That's right. Not not num not numerically central, but um, visually central. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and it and it highlights that with a color. It puts yeah. one of the letters as a coloured letter. Yeah. So it's it's really effective. Um, there are apps available uh, for mobile devices as well for this. Um, and I was genuinely uh, surprised with how quick I was able to read. Uh, quite 
quickly into the learning curve. Uh, it, it's a very shallow learning curve. Yeah, right? yeah, I think it is. And yeah, you, you, you. I mean, I remember everyone I show it to is really skeptical. Yeah. But then they do it for a minute or two, and they're like, yeah. "This is great." <laughs> but then they just forget and don't do it. So, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if uh, future books, right, could come as a physical book? Because you know, this nostalgia for physical books, and there's something about it, right? It's great, um, and shouldn't go away. But on the back is like a um, an LCD display with like the Spreed version. That would be nice. That would be nice. So it's like, you could, I know, yeah. And if you could do that, but you could also then put it back into your device as a digital file so that you don't have to carry around a massive As book. an audio file. That as well. There you go. Here's the future happening right now. Right now. Technology enhanced learning. There we go. Um, so the final thing is to talk about how we've done this today. We've, yeah. How we've done the screencast. So there are lots of ways to screencast, aren't there? There are. Um, and we talk about it quite a lot within technology enhanced learning because they're a great way of um, sharing information um, and giving context to what you're saying, right? Yeah, we could probably do a whole episode about it. For sure, and yeah. we'll, we'll definitely come back and talk more about uh, screencasting. Um, but why is this one a bit different and a bit special? For uh, Why are we playing with it today? Well, I mean, uh, I've actually been using it to do some online teaching, and I and I think it's a really useful tool. I mean, it's, it's kind of like somewhere between a screencasting app and something like Skype, where mm. you have a voice call. And this is the first time I've seen it today, and it, to me it looks like a clean version of Google Hangouts. It kind of is, and it, and it just yeah. works a lot more smoothly. Yeah. So what we're talking about is Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> right? So there are plans and pricing. Don't let that put you off, because it's free to use the basic features, right? Yeah, so if you're teaching, if you're, or if you're having a conversation that's just one-to-one, -one, um, then um, it's unlimited. If, you, if you're having a group call, um, then it's limited to 40 minutes. So you can't go over okay. 40 minutes. But a group call over 40 minutes, they're hard work anyway. Yeah, Even yeah, exactly. the best low latency hardware and software. It's probably a good thing to keep it <laughs> yeah. to 40 minutes. Um, so what's quite nice about it is we've been able to share the screen. Yeah. Uh, we've been able to record audio using uh, Alapel mics. Yeah. Uh, and record ourselves in the video as well. So we've done Indeed. a screencast by using a video conferencing software. Yeah. For free. Yeah, and we haven't. We, so we haven't actually called anyone. We're just doing it yeah. on our own computer. But we could have actually called someone and, and had people, mm. you know, having a conversation with us and recorded that. And we're not limited to ten minutes like most free screencasting software. That's right. And there's no watermark that you yeah. get in the corner. So, and I'm, I was quite impressed by the quality as well. It's not bad, and you and it records video and audio at the same time. Yeah. So, so. Uh, the reason we, uh, the other reason we wanted to try this is because exactly that. So when we record a podcast, we just go straight up to SoundCloud and on it goes. Yeah. The idea of this is to make it easy, right? Yeah. But if we were to record a screencast, have the video, have to separate the audio, and then, but this actually produces both files at the same time, an audio and a video. So you've got a recording of your computer screen, mm. but also like an audio file that can be listened to. Bish, bash, bosh. bosh. Right. So no we'll leave it end. there, shall we? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Well, um, thanks for listening and thanks for watching uh, the first uh, visually awesome Tell Us podcast. Um, let us know what you think. We really appreciate your feedback. Uh, we will do more of these because um, we're already into it. Yeah. And uh, we please, please, please do let us know um, how you manage your reading. Indeed. And it is nice if you go and watch the video because we can, we'll be able to show you how to use things potentially and, and show you different tools. Absolutely. So check that out as well. Oh, and the other way, uh, the other reason, uh, of course, of doing this is with the video, we can have the subtitles from YouTube. Exactly. So Accessibility. Accessibility. There you go. All right. Uh, that's it for today. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. See you next time.